Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today we're joined by Monica Hershaft, a true trailblazer in the wellness space. With her area of specialty being chronic mystery illness and autoimmune, this is a must-listen-to episode. We'll discuss the all-too-common occurrence of the search for answers when your labs are normal and doctors tell you that you are fine, even though you feel sick. Monica shares with us the five layers to illness that are universal and her three-pillar approach to reclaiming health. Monica, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I am very familiar with your story and I find it powerful. And most of the guests that come on have their own personal journey, whether it's themselves or a loved one um, that got them into this healing world. So if you would share with listeners, you know, tell us a little bit about you and how you got to be this chronic mystery illness guru. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, it's, you know, it's a story that so many people have in different versions. And basically in my situation, just to give you a little background, uh, I was raised completely vegan because my father is a huge animal rights activist. and He was one of the big animal rights leaders that was responsible for starting that movement back in the 70s, started in our living room. And so I had always been a vegan and didn't think anything of it, never had any health issues at all. And then when I was in my early thirties, I did a detox program because all my friends were doing it. It was like hip and trendy. And then everyone was like, oh, I feel amazing. And I'm like, I want to do that. So I did this detox program. And when you detox, your, your liver has two different phases. So phase one is where it bags up the trash and phase two is where it throws the trash out. Imagine what happens if phase two doesn't work and it bags up the trash, but it can't throw it out it goes right back into your body. And so when I was doing that detox program, I didn't know I had this issue. And I got really, really sick on the detox program and nobody could figure out what was going on with me. So I kept feeling like, okay, I guess I'm just detoxing because the doctors kept telling me nothing was wrong with me. And I kept getting sicker and sicker. And to the point where I was sleeping about two hours a night, heart palpitations all the time. The skin on my face was coming off in chunks and bleeding for no reason. I was crying at the drop of a hat, felt like a crazy person. And I knew definitively that the detox had triggered this, but no one believed me, which made me feel crazy. And I started writing about what I was going through on MySpace. I don't know if any of you remember MySpace. It was before Facebook. It was pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram, pre-social media. It was like the first social media. So basically other people were saying, oh my God, I have a weird thing happening too. 
because I, I they, this uh, MySpace you used to be able to write blogs. You could just write feelings out, and so I was like, I'm going to write my feelings out to the universe, and <laughs> and people were really responding to it, and I was like, oh boy, um, this is a thing. Because for the longest time, I was made to feel like I was a weirdo, and it was just me that was going through that. And I think everybody who goes through some sort of a thing where your lab's normal, but you feel really sick you're kind of made to feel like you're being dramatic or you're making it up or it's not real. And then you get shamed and you don't want to tell people because you feel embarrassed that you don't have a real illness and it, nothing could be further from the truth. It is real. And, and we'll talk about that later as well, but yes, just to we finish off, yeah, just to finish off on that story, basically as things progressed, it kept getting worse and worse to the point where I couldn't eat solid food without feeling like I was getting stabbed when the food was going in. It was so painful. And I just, I literally, a size zero was big on me because I just couldn't eat food. And, you know, it's heartbreaking because everyone's like, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh, you look so good. And I'm like, so sick. It's the most invalidating thing. And, you know, there's a whole group of people. There's a website and a whole group under you don't look sick.com because it's really disheartening. And, you know, and I just kept searching for answers and I went from doctor to doctor and really being kind of made fun of and, and, uh, you know, dismissed and treated like a hysterical female and, you know, eye rolls and things like that. And it was really, really difficult emotionally because not only was I so sick and suffering, but nobody believed me. Nobody, even my own family didn't believe me. And, and I hear this from countless patients all the time. One of my patients got put on a psychiatric hold for 72 hours against her will. She went to the doctor and I guess at a hospital because her symptoms were so bad and they couldn't find anything. And she refused to take that as an answer and they committed her. Wow. <laughs> her psychiatric evaluation. Because and, they couldn't uh, help her. <laughs> yeah, and, no. and she was insisting something was wrong. So anyway, you know, the, the moral to the story is there was something wrong with me and I did legitimately have a real problem. And so because I had been raised vegan for most of my life, I had a choline deficiency. Nobody checks for that. And FYI, medical doctors don't have nutrition training in their degree. They, I believe some of them get one day of training, some get a half day of training, some get none. It just depends. And basically, this choline deficiency affected my body's phase two liver function, which involves the gallbladder. And so I couldn't digest fats. I couldn't break down my food. And I couldn't uh, do my phase two liver function of eliminating toxins. So all the toxins were going right back in which then knocked out my immune system. So anything I got exposed to, I just took it on. I couldn't fight anything off. So it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And what happened on the detox program is they were giving me all these supplements to take and having me go running. And one of the supplements they were giving me was niacin because it helps flush out toxins but niacin and choline balance each other. So if you're already choline deficient and you're taking niacin, it makes you more choline deficient. So it created this really severe choline deficiency. That's why that triggered it so badly. So there was a real scientific logical explanation that nobody and countless like double digit doctors, hundreds of thousands of dollars, not one person got to run any kind of a deficiency panel on me. I didn't even know such a thing could exist. So Wow. Just goes to show you, you got to believe yourself when you feel something's wrong. You're right. Absolutely. And, and as you said, it's almost everybody's story in, in this 
I, I just decided two days ago, I really don't even like the, the word chronic illness anymore. Cause I'm like, no, it's not chronic. We're going to change it. But you know, in this world, yeah, let's not identify with that. But, yeah. but for the, the people that are on that journey of trying to find their answers, it is so common, you know, to be either made to feel like you're just not tough enough, suck it up. Or eventually, like you said, you're made to feel like you're crazy. It's in your head. Your labs are fine. So I'm so exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, what you said about your family is, is breaks my heart, but is, is so common as well, because, well, the doctors say you're fine. So you must be fine. Yeah. I mean, eventually my dad did believe me because he actually came out to see me. And once he saw me in person and saw like how I was living and how hard it was for me, I couldn't stand up long enough to take a shower. I kept kept having to lay down. I had to have heat on. I was freezing all the time. And he he was like, okay, something's wrong. (laughs) This is not, this is actually in your body. But yeah, it's, it's just unfortunately, and I know, you know, you work to try to change this. I work to try to change this, that, you know, if if we know our bodies and we know when something is wrong. So I'm so grateful you're healed because I know how many people you help and, you know, you are bringing the message out there because everybody needs to hear it. They, they just need to look in the right places for the right support and the right answers, which unfortunately right now is largely not in the mes- the Western medicine world. Like you said, they, they don't get the training. It's not that they don't help you. They just don't get the training. Well, they're not taught to do that. So like you said, so the basic thing is, is that most normal everyday people don't know where to find people that can help them. I didn't know. And I lived in Los Angeles. It's supposed to be the holistic Mecca of the universe. I didn't even really know what holistic was, but I definitely feel like it's important to get those resources out there to people so that they do know how many different options they have where they live, because you would be surprised how many people exactly where you live can actually help you figure out what's going on and treat the source of the problem to really help you get your health and your life. Absolutely. And today you don't even necessarily need to be local. You can find a, a provider to help you, you know. But most people want to be local. I have I have found very few people that want to do telemedicine when it comes to this type of illness. And it's really not the best way to do it, you know, because people need that that in-person satisfaction of feeling like like they're really getting checked properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I see that. I know you... I'm hoping you'll share with us today. I know you have your five layers to illness. Can you, you know, walk us through, you know, how do we get sick? Why do we get sick? Why do we feel crummy? How, you know, what's that process like? So basically every, so here's the thing. Each person's body is a unique snowflake, but each person's body goes through the exact same five layers to illness where you finally get abnormal. Every human body goes through those same layers in the same order to get there. There's not one single human body with symptoms that does not go through those exact five layers. I don't care who you are or how you feel. You went through those five layers. And how it starts initially, even if you're born with it and you can be born with it, is through toxicity. 
Toxins suppress the immune function, and that's the initial form of overwhelm on the body. So the way to think of it visually is, let's say you have a colander, and you're pouring water into that colander, like if you're draining pasta or whatever, and if you pour it... What? <laughs> I said pasta. Really? That's what you're going to put? I'm teasing. <laughs> Lots of brown rice pasta out there, baby. That's really fine. And other, other healthy pastas. But anyway, so when you're putting uh, any sort of liquid into a colander, and if you're pouring it in faster than it can drain out, what happens? Overflow. Wow. Yes, <laughs> it overflows. And so what happens when it overflows is now you have drainage organs that act as a colander, your kidney, gallbladder, uh, spleen, and eventually your skin. And so all of these are drainage. And so if you are, have more toxicity than the body can drain out, where does it go? It gets stuck there in your tissues and it interrupts function. So now it's suppressing your immune function. And over time, as those toxins cumulatively build up because they can't drain out fast enough, because you're continuing to be exposed unknowingly in your daily life to these toxins, then it starts to interrupt your digestion because now it's interrupting your body's ability to make the enzymes and HCL that you need to absorb your nutrients properly. So layer one is toxicity. Well, now that those have built up more and more and they interrupt your digestion, that's the next layer, digestion, right? So now you're not absorbing your nutrients properly and you can't digest properly and you're not using those nutrients, right? To do your normal repair and everything. So now your next layer it moves into at that point is what we call allergies because what's an allergy? It's an inflamed immune response. So if you have enough toxicity that's built up, it's now interrupting your digestion and you're not using your food properly. Now you're in a state of allergy. You may not even know it. It could it present as environmental allergies. It could present as food sensitivities. There's a lot of different things. At this time, now a lot of people start to develop leaky gut because when your food isn't being digested properly, you start to develop fungal overgrowth and other things like that. And that causes little perforations in the intestinal tract that the food gets into the bloodstream causing an autoimmune response, aka allergy. So that's the third layer is allergies. Whether or not you think you're in an allergic state, you are. It can even present as being sleepy after you eat. That's an allergic response. It doesn't have to be typical sneezing or, oh, I'm breaking out in hives or whatever. There's a lot of different ways it presents. Now, at this point, when you get into the fourth layer, this is where your body's immune system is so impacted that it can't fight off pathogens. It's built to fight off pathogens and keep itself balanced. Because guess what? You're a mammal. And as a mammal, you get exposed to bacteria, parasites, virus. Your body's ability to fight that is innate. But if it's compromised and interrupted by this buildup we talked about with these layers, then your body's going to start to, your bouncer's on a break. Your bouncer is on a break. He's having coffee or a cigarette or whatever over there. So these pathogens are out the door and nobody's stopping them. So they just come in and set up house and have a party. And so you still can have normal labs. 100% normal labs, but you're feeling those symptoms sooner in these layers of illness, then it'll show up in labs. Eventually you get to the fifth layer of illness, which is where you get abnormal labs and they actually can diagnose you with something. But you have all of this stuff that happens before you even get to that point where you can have symptoms and it doesn't mean nothing's wrong with you. Wow. <laughs> I love it. And, and, you know, as you know, I know, and most of our listeners at this point know 
you know, by the, we don't want abnormal labs. I mean, by the time you get abnormal labs, it, so it's this complete opposite of like, oh, you know, until we see it in the blood test and we know what medication to throw at you. But it's funny you say that because on one hand, that totally makes sense. We don't want abnormal labs, but I got to be totally honest. When I was going through it myself, I oh, wanted yeah. abnormal labs. I yeah. wanted someone to say, here's what's wrong with you. And here's what we're going to do to fix it. And they can't find anything in your labs, then you feel crazy and there's no answers. But what Julie and I are talking about here is that there are answers and it's okay for you to not have abnormal labs because it doesn't mean nothing's wrong with you and there are ways to fix it. And there are ways to find it. The, the, you know, the classic labs that you think of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because it almost- You don't have to find it to fix it though. That's one thing. You don't have to find it to fix it. You don't have to find it to fix it. You can make the changes and then that will fix it. And you don't have to necessarily, it it doesn't even really matter. And I I say that all the time. You know, I have people that come in and they're like, I don't have a diagnosis. And I'm like, great. (laughs) Like, I know we don't need the diagnosis. It's never any one thing. I can't tell you how many times a patient comes in. They're like, this thing on my arm is causing this. I'm like, it's not any one thing. All of these cumulative things and the five layers to illness is why you're having that. I know that this person had sushi at a restaurant and now they have parasites and, the, and that's what caused it was the sushi. Nope. It's all the stuff that led up. To, the sushi was the tipping point. Every person has a tipping point and they can go back and go, oh my God, it was when I started birth control and everything changed. Yeah, but if you haven't had all these things that led up to that, that was your tipping point. So it's, you have to think again of that colander. If you're filling it, filling it, filling it, it's draining slowly, slowly, slowly. The overflow is the tipping point. Well, and I love that explanation because one of the questions I wanted to explore with you is why sometimes people are eating a really great diet, right? They've made the changes. They want to eat a good diet, but they're not feeling any better. And you just hit on, you know, tell us more about why, why that one thing you you are doing something good. There's three different reasons. One, if you're full of toxins, you can eat great till the cows come home. But if you don't make changes in your toxicity in your everyday life, then they're not going to drain out. And that's going to be a problem Two, If you haven't tried eating properly long enough, then it's not going to help because it takes a minimum of 90 days for tissue change to happen. And most people try a new food or diet for two weeks and give up. (laughs) And last but not least, another reason that happens is because if your nervous system is blocked or switched, and I'll explain what that means in a minute, it could be blocked or switched to bacteria or fungus or parasites, then it's not going to respond to just food because at that point, the body's in a state of overwhelm where it's not going to respond properly unless you address what's causing the blocking or switching. And if it's pathogenic in nature, then you do need support from outside supplements in that case. And tell us a little more about what you mean by that if your nervous system is blocked or switched. Sure. So what happens, let's go back to the colander. So what happens is, is if you're pouring the toxins into the colander and they're draining out too slow and now it overwhelms and you go through those five layers, when you get to that point in the five layers where it's so overwhelming on the nervous system, then the nervous system becomes what we call switch, which means that the parasympathetic and sympathetic, which is rest and digest versus you know, running from a bear, then uh, that's basically the easiest way to think of it. As I tell people, it's the brakes and gas in your car. So you got your brakes and your gas. Now, if you push on the gas and you want the brakes, not good. And vice versa, not good. 
That's what happens when your nervous system switches. So how that feels to you is like a roller coaster, better, worse, better, worse, better, worse, better, worse. And it's just like, ah, but I just felt better. Why am I feeling worse? If that goes unaddressed for longer, the switching turns into what we call blocking. Now, blocking is, again, using the brakes and gas as an example. Imagine pushing your brakes and your gas at the same time. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. It's like having a car stuck in the snow and the wheels are doing this. And what that feels like to you is stuck. Nothing works. No matter what you do, you just, nothing works. Or you keep getting worse. So, and when that happens, nothing that you try is going to work unless you are able to determine what's causing the blocking or the switching and address that first. So if it's being, if you're at the point where your body cannot respond properly to those pathogens, then you usually in that case would need supplemental support, which require an outside practitioner. It's not something I recommend doing on your own. Now, can you address that? just making changes with toxins and food. Yes, it just takes longer. So, but can you address it with just food? No. Can you address it with just toxins? No. It has to be toxins and food. So you have to learn what is interrupting your daily life. People don't realize how much toxicity is in tap water. They don't realize their cookware. They don't realize the night guard they're wearing. They don't realize all of the EMF radiation from all the Alexa they're sleeping with and everything. <laughs> and and uh, there are fixes and solutions for all these things and substitutions, but I promise you, you have no idea. Also, a lot of times people think that they're eating right and they're not. And it's not their fault. They don't know what hidden ingredients to look for. They don't realize it has to be organic and that does make a big difference. And you can't get away without that because of the pesticides being used in this country. They don't realize about the GMO. They don't realize about corn or canola oil or how many hidden sugars or different names they use in the ingredients. That the word natural flavors is a scary word to avoid in the ingredients. And that if it says, my favorite is the, I always use this as an example, the olive oil mayo. It'd be like, oh, olive oil mayo, great. Mayo made with olive oil. I have not seen one single olive oil mayo that's made with olive oil. They have this much olive oil. It's the last ingredient, but and it's really made canola. with olive oil. I know. It's, oil. it's horrifying. And so really, it's about knowing how to look for those things and being smart and savvy about it and thinking about how many places you're getting that tap water. Are you showering in it? Are you cooking with it? Is it in your rice or quinoa? Is it in your coffee or tea? And all of those things. That, that's that's a lot, <laughs> I think, for, I mean, it's you hit on so many good points. And I have to throw in as people are like, okay, you know, toxins and food. I can, I, I want to throw in because we touched on it that there the toxin umbrella can be a really big umbrella and so to me and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this chronic stress it to me is a toxin i mean the body feels that as a toxin but it's a mindset issue so mindset so i have three pillars to wellness and what you just touched on is the third pillar so your emotional state your mindset your stress 100% i agree with you because what happens in those cases is that your your cortisol levels are off and that there's off your hormone balance and then 100% impacts it and most women don't realize that their ovaries impact their digestion so they think they're having a digestive issue but it's actually inflammation in the ovaries from a hormone imbalance from it could even be from stress and from cortisol or from, you know, if you're taking birth control or whatever, or if you have a lot of people don't know this, but silicone breast implants cause it. 
So there's a lot of stuff to know. That's why it's good to, you know, I have my programs, you have your programs, other people have their programs. It's good to have a professional to guide you in a way that won't be overwhelming so that everything is done in digestible, pun intended, Uh steps. (laughs) <laughs> for you to take so that yeah. you don't feel like, oh my God, there's so much stuff, you know, so that it's like, okay, this can be done. I mean, this week, I'm just going to focus on this. Next week, I'm just going to focus on this. And then it becomes manageable. And it becomes lifestyle. Um, talking about just the amount of toxin exposure you mentioned, which I love, like you could be born with it. My daughter was born with mercury toxicity. I, you know, I tell her you're welcome. I mean, she got it from living in me. Where else could she have gotten it? So, you know, luckily I knew, I already knew I was already managing that. And when I found out that that's what she had going on. So I didn't have to like rack my brain for like, how did this kid get that? But we, so we don't realize the amount of exposure we're, we're just bombarded with, but you know, and I know we can manage. So like, that could be scary. Once somebody does realize, then they're like, well, oh my gosh, like, you know, the air, the water, the food, you know, my mom's womb, like all of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so you do what you do and I do what I do because it is manageable and there are things that we do and it does work. It does work. So say somebody, you know, listening, hopefully everybody listening kind of went through like, oh, which layer am I in right now? Right? Like, where am I? But somebody who maybe is really still in that point of, you know, my labs are normal, they're saying I'm crazy, I know I'm not. Where, where do they start? What's a, what's a first? Well, nutrition and food is the first step. And, you know, toxins is, they're, no, they're you can't separate it. You can't, yeah. And they're all three of these, it, these three pillars make a triangle. So you can't, yeah. it's not going to work. As we mentioned before, you can't do one or two of them. You have to do all three. Yeah. So my program covers all three pillars and, and gives you step-by-step what to do with a resource guide and, and gives you action steps to take every week. And we also have upgrades if you want personalized food coaching as well. But we do, I have food list for free at my website. But yeah, I, I would say the first, yeah, yeah, I would say the first step is is food, but, but, and people, I think people see the most results the fastest with food um, when they do it right. And, but, but yeah, you really have to do all three. So there's no way around it. Well, and yeah. that's, I know in my, with my one-on-one clients, I, I take my, you know, my structure. It's, here's the thing, guys, find yourself that pra- practitioner you resonate with, because we all, it, we all know if we don't cover all of it, you don't heal. So we all, we, you know, at least those of us that are doing good work, cover all of it. What I love about when I work with my one-on-one clients is we, I can start these days funny for the past 18 months or so we're working on mindset first off. I used to always start with food, but like sometimes people are so topped out with stress right now that it's like, okay, we need to work on that first. And so I say, figure out which, which one you can take that little bite out of first, maybe because, but you do have to do all of them for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing is if somebody is blocked or switched and they're just working on mindset. It's not going to work. Oh, it no. Works. Well, none of it is Some just. people, for sure. 
but it's, it is the blocking and switching is a problem. And so, but you can also be blocked and switched emotionally too. It's not just physical. So that's, that's a real thing. So I feel like definitely, you know, I think it's just about, you know, it's again, like whichever one you feel like you can start to, to work on because you do need all of it. Yeah. It's very personal and individual for sure. I agree. Absolutely. So I food is your, I usually ask like, what's one, I want you to get more specific. I'd love for you to give listeners like literally one, one thing they can do starting today themselves. Organic. I love it. Okay. Organic because every food you eat has pesticides that are not only suppressing immune function, but causing endocrine disruption, a hormone imbalance. And when I say organic, I also mean if you're, if you're doing animal protein, you've got to be doing pasture raised, free range, humane kills. And so if it says pasture raised, grass fed, that's good. Because the other ones, the conventional ones are being shot up with antibiotics and hormones and they're being abused and they're being tortured and they're laying in their own filth and have open sores and they're miserable and terrified and all of those hormones and all of that goes into your body. So it literally does the opposite thing to your body. It'll actually make you sick. So, um, so organic, no pesticides and animal protein being free range, pasture raised organic. I mean, that is a deal breaker. That right there is huge. Absolutely. If I'm traveling or I'm out, well, I'm that person who brings my own protein sources in my bag. Yeah. Well, I I know we, you know, that's not odd in our circles, but some, some people are like, really? But if I'm say out to dinner and, you know, there's not something on the menu that is, is to my standards as far as pastured or wild caught or I just go without the protein in that meal. I mean, it's not worth. Yeah. Well, that's why I like to try to plan ahead, but I will not under any circumstances eat a conventional factory farmed animal. I don't care. I will not do it. Yeah. Well, and nor should you. And I think the, the more and more progress we made, the more and more of us that are refusing to do that, the hopefully we will make that impact to get those, those changes made in our food system for sure. Yeah. And I'll talk to you more about that another time as well. Yes. <laughs> I know we could have, a, we could have a whole nother conversation. So I, I love, this was amazing and it was gold before we wrap up, where can listeners find you? Um, so it's, and I think you'll have it. Written I, it's in. all going to be in the show yeah. notes, but like, where's that one? Like, yeah. So I'm on uh, Instagram as well under Monica underscore Hershaft underscore health. My website is Monica Hershaft.com. It's M O N I C A <laughs> like Santa Monica and then H E R S H A F T. And if you go to Monica Hershaft.com slash food, she's going to give you that link, but there's tons of resources on the website because we're starting a membership. That's only $29 a month. The first month is only a dollar where you can hear these talks. I'll be interviewing people uh, there every month and I'll be doing talks and talking about how to do your food and how to do the toxins in that membership all included. I'll have people like Julie that I'll be interviewing. By the way, Julie, you're going to be in that. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. 
<laughs> and then in addition to that, I'll be producing wellness events um, starting in the Scottsdale and Phoenix area, but we'll be taking them to other cities as well. So you'll want to stay on the mail list for that because we're going to be showing you all the different practitioners and resources in your local area through those events. And then in addition to that, there's an online program that's a 12 modules that walks you through on a more detailed level about how to address all these things we talked about today as well. Guys, take advantage of this. It is amazing. And honestly, just listen to this interview over and over. Like, you know, because there is, there's so much gold in here. Monica, thank you so much. This has been amazing. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.